Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Our scripture for this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, the 8th chapter, verses 40 through 56. Hear the word of the Lord. When Jesus returned, the crowd welcomed him, for they had been waiting for him. A man named Jairus, who was a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet. He pleaded with Jesus to come to his house because his only daughter, a 12-year-old, was dying. As Jesus moved forward, he faced smothering crowds. A woman was there who had been bleeding for 12 years. She had spent her entire livelihood on doctors, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the hem of his clothes, and at once her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When everyone denied it, Peter said, Master, the crowds are surrounding you and pressing in on you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power had gone out from me. When the woman saw that she couldn't escape notice, she came trembling and fell before Jesus. In front of everyone, she explained why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. Daughter, your faith has healed you, Jesus said. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the synagogue's leader's house, saying to Jairus, your daughter has died. Don't bother the teacher anymore. When Jesus heard this, he responded, don't be afraid. Just keep trusting and she will be healed. When he came to the house, he didn't allow anyone to enter with him except for Peter, James, and John, and the child's father and mother. They were all crying and mourning for her, but Jesus said, don't cry, she isn't dead, she's only sleeping. They laughed at him because they knew that she was dead. Taking her hand, Jesus called out, child, get up. Her life returned. And she got up at once. He directed them to give her something to eat. Her parents were beside themselves with joy, but he ordered them to tell no one what had happened. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, remembering is fun. I love taking the opportunity to remember things from my past. One of the memories that I have is... The memory that I have of taking the trek from the state of Kansas down here to Texas to go to seminary in August of 2000. It was exciting because I was embarking on a new path. I was taking a new journey. I, I was doing something that I felt God was leading me to do. But the one thing about this new adventure 
that it was scary. Because I realized as I was driving down 35 towards Dallas for the first time with the U-Haul all packed up, the car on the dolly on the back, I realized that I was leaving a lot behind. You know, I had a job as a music teacher, and I had a degree. I had family. I had friends. I, I knew where my favorite restaurants were. I knew where the movie theater was. I knew all of those things that, that make you comfortable when you're set in a spot. And I knew that as I moved down to Dallas, <clears throat> towards the Grapevine area at that time, I knew absolutely no one, and I didn't know anything. But the one thing that made this trip possible was faith. Faith that I was moving forward and reaching out and listening to what God was calling me to do. Maybe this has happened to you. I'm not talking about the state-by-state travel to a place that's unknown, although I know some of you probably have done that. But maybe you have had a moment in your life where you felt that God was, was calling you to reach out, to do, to do something different. And you had to have faith in order to move forward. See, faith is a, a combination. It's a combination between belief and then what comes in your head and trust. So what, 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 what you know, those things that you believe that, that maybe something is calling you to do, and then that, that, that thing from your heart and your gut saying, I have to do this. I have to move forward. That brings us to our scripture passages this morning. The first passage is the story of Jairus. Jairus was a, a synagogue leader. So he was very powerful in his, his position, but he had a problem. His daughter was dying. And he, he had no idea what he could do to, to fix this problem, except he knows about this guy named Jesus, who's in town. And maybe he's sitting there thinking, you know, maybe if I can get Jesus to come to my house, come to where things are private, come to where things are are out of view of other people, that he can take care of my daughter. So he, he rushes toward Jesus, and he, he begs Jesus to come to his house to heal his daughter. Jesus agrees. Now, there's a problem with this. As I said before, the problem is that Jairus has status in the community, and to say and to go to this itinerant preacher by the name of Jesus that a lot of other people had problems with kind of put his position in jeopardy. So why should he go to Jesus when Jesus is a false teacher, some believed? Why should he come to Jesus when he's a charlatan? Why did he come to Jesus when Jesus is not who we want him to be? See, Jairus knew that Jesus was his opportunity 
to bring healing and wholeness. So he reached out to have Jesus come to his house. One of the things I love about this passage is that there are two stories intermixed between the two. We hear that as Jesus is moving towards Jairus' house, the crowds are, are gathered around him so tight that it's hard to move. But then a woman, a Canaanite woman, a foreigner who knows about Jesus, who has heard about what he has done, just sits there and thinks, I don't need to talk to Jesus. I don't need to have him acknowledge me. All I have to do is just touch his robe and I will be healed. I could see her timidly sneaking up behind Jesus in the crowd, hiding her condition and slowly reaching out as Jesus is is stalled by the crowds and gently touching the bottom of his robe. And immediately the scripture says she is healed. I can just imagine the relief on her face or the relief in her heart to, to feel that power go through her and realize that it was done. All she had to do was just to touch Jesus. But then Jesus stops and he realizes someone touched him. Not even touched him, but just touched the edge of his robe. So he stops and he asks the question, who touched me? Everybody is denying it and, and nobody's saying what happened. And, and the disciples are saying, Lord, you have all of these people just, just pushing in on you. How do you know? That somebody touched you. A whole bunch of people touched you. He said, I felt the power go out from me. And finally, the woman stands up and confesses. Can you imagine the shame she had? Can you imagine the fear that she had that she was brought out as a foreign woman to confess to Jesus of what had happened? And Jesus assures her and says, daughter, you have been healed. See, that is what reaching out is all about. Sometimes we think about reaching out as something that we do to make ourselves better. But that's not how we reach out in the church. When we reach out in the church, we make sure that we are reaching out to the one who can heal. We make sure that we reach out to the one who can give life. We make sure that we reach out to the one who can take where we are right now and build us into better people. Not by our own strength or not by our own power, but because of the love that we experience through the grace of Jesus Christ. See, if you look through the Gospels, this is a story that's repeated over and over again. Growing up, we heard the story of Zacchaeus. Probably been saying the song, too. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. Zacchaeus was a tax collector. He was an outcast. He robbed the people that were all around him. 
But then Jesus changed things for him, didn't he? Zacchaeus knew that Jesus was going to be in town, and he wanted the opportunity to hear, to see, to be in his presence. So he goes out to where Jesus is walking by, and he can't see because he's short. So he decides to climb up in a tree, and he sees Jesus, and Jesus looks at him and invites himself to Zacchaeus' house. And it was during that time Zacchaeus realized all of the things that he did. And not only did he repay all that he stole, all that he took from others, he repaid four times. See, Jesus took the opportunity when Zacchaeus reached out to provide wholeness, to tell Zacchaeus that his life was different because Christ has made a difference in him. Another story about another woman, another Canaanite woman whose daughter was dying, or daughter wasn't dying, a daughter was demon-possessed. And Jesus was sitting around a bunch of leaders, and she came and asked Jesus to heal her daughter. And Jesus looks at her and says, I'm not here for you. I am here for the children of Israel. But the woman persisted. And she said, but surely you have something for me. And Jesus says, why should I give to the dogs what is made for humans? And the woman answers, even dogs can eat from the scraps of the table. And Jesus said, you are wise. Go, your daughter is healed. See, it was this persistence of this Canaanite woman, this persistently reaching out to Jesus to allow healing to come to her family. Luke 11, verses 9 through 10, reminds us, and I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Everyone who asks receives. Whoever seeks finds, and to everyone who knocks, the door is open. So what is it that we ask for? We ask for help from the Holy Spirit. You know, if we're honest, we realize that we want to do this on our own, but we can't. We have to have help from the Holy Spirit. You know, I love this church. I love the people in this church, but I know for a fact that if we were the church that Christ has called us to be, and we were able to do it on our own, it would already be done. But see, our problem, my problem, your problem, is that we tend to, to try to do things on our own, and we fail to take the opportunity to reach out to Jesus, to allow him to guide us and lead us. Jesus' words in Matthew 16, 24 through 25 says, All who want to come after me must say no to themselves. Take up their cross. And follow me. 
All who want to save their lives will lose them, but all who lose their lives because of me will find them. See, the stories that we have heard about this morning show a desire to reach out and to draw closer to Jesus. And my friends, that is what we are called to do. We are called to reach out and draw closer to Christ. Now to update you the story of what has happened over these past 17 years. And I shake my head whenever I think about that I've been doing this for 17 years when I moved from Kansas to here. And all of the awesome things that God has done in my life. It's given me an incredible bride that I've been married to for 13 years now. An awesome family, kids that, that we share and laugh together. I have seen the opportunity and I've seen God move in different churches throughout my ministry. And I see that we are on the cusp of something amazing that I can't wait for God to, to unearth in us so that we can be a part of that mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. How's God been working in you? Maybe God is finding a way to reach into you to take you out of your comfort zone. Maybe God is calling you to try something that you've never tried before. Maybe with the power of God, we can take these opportunities to reach to him, to allow his power to touch us and move in us. Let us pray. Dear God, You have given us the opportunity to reach out to you. You have given us the ability to share your love with others. But God, before we are able to share with others, we have to reach out and touch your robe. To allow your healing presence in our lives so that we can be changed in order to change the world. So, God, just let your spirit move in us today. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.